once again to Making Digital, the show where we talk about design, engineering, and product, and how they work together to make digital goodness. My name is Jared Stevens, and I'm joined once again by my lovely, lovely co-host, Jeremy Carney. Say hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Do you have anything else you'd like to say, or is you just going to stop there? I forgot what I was going to say. Jared, I am extremely excited about today's episode. I think we've got something really cool and unique to bring you, and uh, I, I'm uh, ready to jump in. So excited that you forgot what it was. That's okay. One of the things that we have really been looking forward to bringing you on the podcast is this idea of digital makers. So people who have been out in the real world doing things that that bring power to this digital movement. We are super excited today to bring you the first in our in our series of of digital makers. So Jeremy, why don't you tell us who is joining us today? I am beyond excited to introduce you all to Belinda Medellin and Belinda created the first UX four-year program uh, in high school in the country. And it's actually one that I've gotten the opportunity to volunteer at and, and be a part of and see grow from the very start. Um, and I'm also excited to say that Jared and I are going to be speaking at this high school on Friday to the uh, seniors who were part of the very start of this program that we're going to talk about today. But I want to step back a second and say, Jared, can you imagine what it would have been like to have had a UX program in high school, Jared and I were in high school together. We were um, uh, in geometry together. We loved technology and like a lot of these things were happening back then, but I didn't even know what careers were available to me at that time. Yeah, I wanna clarify one thing. You loved technology. I hated technology. I like to write. Oh, you still hate technology. Yes, I still that's, hate that's technology. That's true. Uh, I, I'm surprised I can even do this podcast. I like to write, but it was so it was so confusing to me because I didn't, it didn't feel like the right fit to become a journalist or to do, you know, become a novelist, even though part of me still wants to become a novelist. There, there was always this deeper understanding that I wanted to have about things. And really what I was yearning for was, was the UX field, but there was nothing like that in existence. I think it would have solved so many problems in my mind if we'd had something like that. I mean, I went to college for animal science for three years, even though I had been designing, even though I had been working with technology, um, I didn't even think of design as a career track for me um, or even technology. I didn't know that that was there. And so we're really excited to um, talk to Belinda about this program um, and to hear how it came about um, and to just let her tell this story. So let, let's dive in. Uh, Belinda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jared and Jeremy, for inviting me. I'm super excited. It is such an honor and a privilege to have you here and have someone else to talk to besides Jeremy. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I got some issues to fill. <laughs> <laughs> so to kick us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, about what you're doing now? Okay, um, so my name is Belinda Medellin, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a Texas transplant, so I grew up in Northwest Indiana by Chicago, so my students laugh because I still say pop instead of soda, um, but I 
when you guys talking about when you grew up, I wanted to be on Broadway and I thought I wanted to, I was studying musical theater and um, just a very creative person, but I didn't have direction. I didn't know what I wanted. A lot of stuff happened. I ended up in Texas and it was a good thing because I saw, or my dad saw that they needed teachers. Um, So I decided, well, let me see if I can get my alternative certification for theater and theater jobs are really hard to get in teaching. So I said, let me go back to school and I went back to school for um, technology and got offers the week after I graduated. So that's kind of how I got into teaching. So that, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. I have a theater background too. So I uh, definitely resonate resonate with you there. And yeah, it's not a, it's not an easy field to break into to teaching theater. There's a, <laughs> there's a surplus of, of actors looking for uh, teaching gigs. Definitely. Uh, oh yes. So we started out by giving a little intro to the to the four year UX program that you created. Um, but could you could you tell us a little bit how did you how did you come up with that idea? So I, like I said, I had been teaching technology. This was my fourth school district at San Antonio Independent School District, um, and I was hired for a brand new school that they wanted to be able to help high school students be marketable right as soon as they graduated. And when I looked at the school, Cast Tech, I was actually thinking about leaving teaching because it was about 11 years and I was just feeling that I needed to do something. Um, I didn't know what it was, but the school was a perfect fit. I was hired to teach digital art and animation. And the school was focusing on three things, business, computer science, and digital media. So I was happy to take on this endeavor. It felt like a startup. And what fascinated me was the school was connecting us with the tech industry downtown San Antonio, which was burgeoning. And it it was at first a little bit intimidating because I was with the CIO with HEB and all these founders um, from different tech companies. Um, But then that teacher heart kicks in and you're like, okay, what can I do for the kids? And after um, about a half of a year of teaching the kids through project-based learning, we were doing amazing things. I had a career type of project. I had them doing vision boards on Photoshop um, because I love Oprah. I love vision boards. And it's like, let's take it digital. And I treated the students like they were already trying to find a job because I knew what they learned. They can take it back to their families and help them. And we started looking at glassdoor.com, indeed.com to show them how to use job boards, but what they can do with a design background and digital graphics and animation. And it was the students that said, hey, how come a graphic designer is making $35,000 and this UX design job is at $65,000? And I did not know what UX design was. This was right before uh, Christmas break. So I asked them to let me look into it and I'll get back to them. And when I started researching it, it 
sounded so much fun. Like, I think I have ADD and I'm like, this was the perfect thing for me because it had, you know, talking to people, it had a little bit of design and it was just a little bit of everything to, to help people in some way. So that's kind of how it started. Well, first of all, I wanted to say um, I have ADD too. So maybe Jared, we should do an episode on ADD and um, UX design. I love the idea that you were essentially doing user research by asking your students to you know, do this vision board. And then they came up with something that was a pivot from what you were originally going to teach. And then um, as a teacher, you heard them and you, you like did some research um, and learned a ton about the space and then started this program. From there, from that moment of kind of realizing what it was, um, what did you do to, to make the program happen? What were the next steps? So the way that I'm wired is I always think that I can do something no matter how crazy it is, even when I'm in the thicket of it, I'm like, why did I do this? But I, um, when I did the research, I'm like, okay, next step. I sent a proposal to my principal, Dr. Uh, Melissa Akala, who is, who was the most open-minded principal I ever worked with. And I laid it out as to the why, and it boiled down to making our kids even more marketable right out of high school. Um, and I reached out to the partnership director at Cast Tech, which that was the only high school I've ever been at that they had that position. And I said, here's what I want to do. He had just started working with us. I think it was his third day. And he was like, let me get you in contact with some people. Let's see what could happen. And he reached out to USAA. And that is when his contact connected me with um, Jeremy and Stephen Gonzalez who are UX designers, and we bounced off this idea and asked them if they would come into Cast Tech to see if the kids would even like it. They came in for a, I believe it was like a job shadow day. I want to say about 35 students, but I think there were more, and they did an initial workshop. And unfortunately, I couldn't be there that day because I was at a teacher conference, so I didn't even get to meet them face-to-face, we had just been talking over um, the phone and stuff, and the kids loved it. So I decided if the school had an industry board to help guide them, I'm going to need an industry board of UX designers. So I asked Jeremy, Stephen, Claire Remert from Jungle Disc, um, and what rounded it out was Dr. Laura Faulkner, who is a UX researcher at Rackspace, And I actually got connected with her when I took a student to a, um, it was a UX conference that they were doing in, for the Alamo city. And one of my students just went up to her and said, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. And she was excited because she, that was something that she had envisioned and we got together. I, like I said, I was intimidated. I felt like I had imposter syndrome, but when I was around this group of UX designers, I felt so comfortable. And I was like, you are my people, the computer science students. And I couldn't really understand them, but (laughs) I was like, okay, the UX design team, I, I can, um, I get where they're going. They move so fast. And they were, we were in a classroom. They were on boards doing Venn diagrams, putting sticky notes everywhere. And 
it was so much fun learning from them. And we decided to have more workshops for the freshmen. Um, I think we had three, three or four the first year we introduced it. And then the hard part came was getting the state of Texas to approve a brand new UX course. Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Like what, what were some of the challenges there? Um, and I'm sure Jeremy can add into any of this because uh, I mean, he was always at Cast Tech and I was asking them tons of questions, but um, you have to have something called the TEKS, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills to teach any class. And I was trying to get a brand new course approved and they have an innovative course program, but you have to follow how the writing is. Jared, you can, I don't know if you're into more creative writing. This is very technical writing. So it was very bland. And I'm like, where do I even start? I had all this information from these amazing UX designers about where UX is, what is it? um, How can I get it going? So I reached out to Dr. Laura Faulkner, because she actually had taught at the university level some um, human computer interaction. And she helped write the first draft of the TEKS, what Texas wanted me to submit. And I thought, oh, she's a college professor. She's head of UX research. This is going to be easy. They came back to me and said, no, we have a lot of problems with this. And I was like, okay, I could do this. I did the revisions. They came back to us uh, four times and I had to take what Dr. Faulkner had wrote from all of our meetings with the UX design board. And it was, um, yeah, it was a long process to get them to approve it. And we started it in September and it was the day before the last day of school, and this was um, 2018, that they approved the Foundations of User Experience Design course. Wow. That's wow. awesome. And that's and that's amazing. not just something that can be used at, yeah, that, that's not just something that can be used at CAST. That's now available to other schools in the state of Texas, right? Yes. That's awesome. And actually, as... I know we'll talk about this later, but as I try to get UX in schools all over, that has been what I've been sending out to everyone to guide them as well and to try to get it approved in their state. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so can you talk to us a little bit about what what has the response been like, either among the students, the community, other schools? Like, How has this been received? At first... Everyone was like, what is UX design? (laughs) So I had to, that was my first lesson is to teach the students what is UX design so that they can explain to, we had media coming into Cats Tech to find out what we were doing. And they had to be able to talk about this amazing career field and also with their families. And we were opening up that conversation to community members Jeremy was part of Creative Mornings, um, I believe still is, I'm not too sure, and invited me to speak about the UX program. And there were quite a few people that um, maybe were interested in UX design and they reached out to us or they never heard it as well. So uh, the conversation with them and then the students was starting to emerge and that was exciting. And 
I had decided in January of 2020 that I needed to leave teaching in order to make a larger impact. And my whole goal was to get the word about UX design, whatever I could do. This decision was before COVID hit. So I was still teaching when COVID happened. And I have been able to meet people all over the world. And what helped me out was there was a young lady in California. Her name is Alicia Kwan, and she was teaching a middle school. And she had the same ideas I did. She did a workshop during the summer. She was trying to wrap her head around it. And she created a podcast to try to get educators and UX designers in tech together. It was called the UX um, the UX of EdTech. And I did a podcast there. I ended up meeting a gentleman in London who had the same idea that I had, but for kids starting as young as eight years old. And he asked me to come on board to consult um, with his company. It's called Digital Influx. And I used the teaks that we had written to help guide them in creating their product, which now they, after doing testing, it starts at nine years old for their elementary. And then I had written a follow-up course to the foundations of UX design called the Advanced UX Design, which took another year to approve for the state of Texas and used that to guide digital influx for their teens course. So um, people are still reaching out to me. I had a, a the 2017 Colorado Teacher of the Year last week who said, you know, I saw your profile and this is what I've been wanting to do here. So um, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not out there saying, oh, I want to make all this money from, you know, getting it into classes. I just see how the students that are that started with me when they were freshmen, they're getting internships now with UX designers. I, I'm just seeing the possibilities. So that that's where we're at a little bit right now. That that's awesome. And I want I want to ask a quick follow-up question. One of the things we talk about with UX design and design thinking is that um it's it's more than just a career path. It actually helps you change the way you think about solving problems. Um and hearing that you have you're partnering with people who are doing this as young as nine years old, um, I'd love to know what the impact has been on students outside of just their UX classes? What What is it that connects with students of all ages about user experience design? What I have found is, I, I love how you said UX is not just about the career. And I realized that because I was using the UX design principles in my teaching. And when I talk to people, I just say it's empathy is at the core of solving problems for people. And then when I see students using that, they they pick that up so quickly. You know, at first they want to jump right in and they're like, let me make these changes on this website or I want to do this so that Alexa will be more um, efficient and not talk to me all the time. But then when they take a step back and they're like, there's a person behind the why that it, it just makes it makes my heart happy because I see young people heading in that direction. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect to keep that empathy at the core of everything that they do. 
it makes me so excited to see a lot of a lot of the things that drew me to to UX um, starting to reach a larger larger audience because I just never felt like I fit anywhere else. Uh, but being able to to start to understand people and to um, and start to really see the needs that they have have served me so well, not just in my career path, though it's done that pretty well, but you know in every area of my life. And I love that I'm not I'm not alone in that. It's awesome to see. I I I love uh, you know everything that you've uh, been telling us about the program that you created. Um, I actually have a son who's um, in this high school. He. Um, is finishing up his sophomore year and just got his first internship. Um, he does listen to this podcast, so I'm going to be careful about the things that I say. But uh, it's it's been really cool to see because I know he did take some of your UX classes uh, and it really got him thinking um, a lot about that to where him and I were able to connect on, you know, what I do for work and, um, you know, a- applying those things to um, the the work that he does or how he thinks through problem solving. So um, I've seen it directly impact one of my kids uh, and um, have have loved how that has uh, how that's taken shape. We want to talk a little bit about what you're up to now, which sounds like a lot. I mean, I know you've talked about um, the uh, the various partnerships and things that you've done, um, but w- I saw you post something that you launched uh, called My Village. And uh, I'd love to have you, you know, uh, tell us what that is and, and who it's for and, and what you're doing. Yeah, so I'll try to make this quick as possible as to how this all happened. But when I left to try to make a larger impact um, in education, I joined Bulb Digital Portfolios because mm-hmm. I loved, I, I always told the kids, you're more than a test or letter grade. And this platform was great for them to show me what they've learned and to be able to share with everyone else the process, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, the company was affected by COVID. So I left teaching for there and I was furloughed. Um, And that's when I started consulting with Digital Influx in London. And I started meeting these entrepreneurs and who cared about education. And I kept thinking, wow, I can do that. As a teacher, I did all of that. I just didn't know what it was called in the business world. And Bulb, when they contacted me to come back on, I said, yes. But I started realizing after working with teachers all over the world with Digital Influx, that teachers needed more support than what their districts and schools were giving them, especially when COVID hit. If you weren't a teacher during COVID, you're you're not understanding what the trials and tribulations are for them. Mm. So the idea came to me, if there's a way that I could connect a teacher from Japan who maybe teaches um, eighth grade science with a successful teacher in Canada who teaches eighth grade science, then they can have that conversation or the professional development or guidance they need to make education better after COVID. And I was thinking, well, you know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? Well, what does it take to support and raise up a teacher? So I started the idea for my company, Be My Village. And it's just the letter B, um, where I was looking at the the online therapy model, uh, 
like betterhelp.com where they match a therapist. You just answer some questions and kind of like a dating app. And this around to some of my teacher friends. And I had a really good friend when I worked at her AT&T like 20 years ago. I called her and I said, hey, if I do this, would you want to come on board and help me? And she was like, no, <laughs> I don't want all that responsibility. And when I um, showed her the pitch deck, she was like, wow, you know, I've, I know what you can do. I'm on board. And we actually did our beta launch April 29th, um, where we have right now almost 30 successful coaches from all over the U.S., I have um, the Massachusetts Teacher of the Year, the Colorado Teacher of the Year, the Illinois Bilingual Teacher of the Year that are going to give one-hour sessions for teachers anywhere where they feel like, I can't get the help from my school right now. Let me see what somebody else who figured out something. Um, so it, it's, like I said, April 29th was when we launched. So I'm learning a lot of things about fixing bugs. And I use students from University of Texas in San Antonio, um, software engineering students to help develop the platform. So I still have that teacher hat on because they were taking a UX course that their professor I met with at um, Geekdom in downtown San Antonio. He heard what I had done. He's like, I'm trying to do the same thing for my engineering students and had a group of five young men. And I was teaching them about UX design before they were helping me. Um, so it, it was like, it's interesting how everything's coming together. And that's how I met the teacher from Colorado who said, you know, I saw what you were doing. That's what I want to do here. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. It, I'm crazy. It's almost like you went from UX design to product ownership, um, which we always talk about there being, you know, three pillars to um, to making digital products, the, the product, the um, the design and, and engineering. So it's, it's fascinating that that you're kind of experiencing two of those pillars now. Yes. And UX design is at the heart of everything we do. So for the coaches, I tell them, you know, you're professionals, you know what you're doing. We don't have to train you, but here's the model that we'd like to follow for your coaching sessions. And it's the design thinking process. Mm -hmm. So teachers already do it. This is just a nice little package and with empathy being at the core. That's awesome. I love hearing how you've brought that into every phase uh, of your career and how that's continued to be um, at the core of, of what you're doing with, with this next project. Um, if if uh, anybody who's listening wants to find out more about Be My Village, uh, where would they go to, to learn more? So it is um, just all one word, B-M-Y-V-I-L-L-A-G-E.com. And they can chat with us or they can start filling out the client questionnaire and we're doing a launch special for a free session. So take advantage of that before it goes away. Awesome. I have a lot of teachers in my family and uh, I'd love to, to send them your way. Um, well, Belinda, thank you so much for your time. Um, this yeah. has been a, an absolute delight to get to talk to you. Um, you know, we've, we've, I think known each other for four years now, and um, it's it's just amazing to see you know um, what you've done over these last four years. I feel lazy after talking to you, um, and so um, 
You should. No. Yeah. I wanted to say, I forgot to say this. Um, it is so important. Um, Incarnate Word High School in San Antonio reached out to me at the beginning of this year because they wanted to do a UX club to see if the students liked it. And they are actually going to teach the course next year. That's so awesome. That's amazing. What you've done, what you've helped, it, it keeps growing. So thank you, Jeremy, too, to the UX designers that they didn't make me feel less than. They just said, yeah, I, we could do this. So no, we, we wanted to be <laughs> more you. like you. And um, we, we loved the energy and, and loved just, uh, you know, how you brought what we get, you know, get to do um, to, to kids and, um, you know, to, uh, to, to now people around the world. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. So, well, awesome. Uh, right. well, well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, uh, we, we'd love to catch up with you again in the future and, and hear how this has continued to grow. Yes. Anytime. Thank you gentlemen so much. I actually had fun. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. So I was worried. Yeah, this thank you, Belinda. And that is a wrap for this week's episode. It was wonderful to have Belinda on. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you check out her uh, her effort, Be My Village. Such a great opportunity. And I love that uh, I felt like we were being taught again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, please check us out on our website or our social media. We're at makingdigitalpodcast.com or at Making Digital Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We would love it if you could uh, give us a follow or a like or some feedback. You know, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you are interested in helping us out, leave a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. That will greatly help us and it is much appreciated. But until next time, I'm Jared Stevens. And I am Jeremy Carney. And together we are Making Digital. I look like a fool. The views and ideas expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent those of any previous, present, or future employers. Or spouses. Or family. Peace out.